0: Whether from family heirlooms, stories from grandparents, or pure curiosity, it isn't uncommon for people to attempt to understand their past lineage through genealogy tests. The accessibility of such at-home testing kits has exponentially increased over the years, along with advancements made in the time needed to sequence an individual's genetic information. Hello everyone, and happy fall! I'm your host, Milo Golding. Thank you for joining me today on Factors. For new listeners, Factors is an audio resource to explore the many perspectives surrounding pressing bioethics issues through discussion and analysis. Today, we'll be discussing genealogy, its significance, informed consent, and the ethical issues surrounding genetic discrimination. The information gathered for today's episode of Factors was derived from the University of Texas, Ethics Unwrapped, the University of Utah, BMC Medical Ethics, Oxford Academic, and Northwell Health. Home DNA testing is a booming business. Millions of Americans have sent their DNA to commercial testing companies, such as Ancestry or 23andMe, to learn more about their heritage or even potential for disease. However, what consumers may not realize is that once their genetic information is shared, they have limited control as to who has access to it. Regardless of the reason consumers decide to purchase a home DNA testing kit, the information they provide to the testing company is far greater than the information they receive. The benefits that these testing companies can gain from gathering, using and selling customers private information, Places them in a significant conflict of interest situation. Some of this information includes the IP address, name, address, email, and family history collected from the application, as well as information provided on follow up surveys. Furthermore, according to its website, if consumers opt to share their data for research, 23andMe could keep their physical spit sample and the genetic data it contains for up to a decade. Additional information that consumers upload to the company's genealogy website, including pictures, obituaries, family relationships, and even third-party information, is most likely added to the pool of data linked to customers' DNA. The majority of diseases that are a significant challenge for public and individual health are caused by a combination of hereditary and environmental factors. Advancements in genetic testing and the study of lineage allow scientists to study multifactorial diseases in the context of genealogies. Incorporating familial relationships between cases with other data can provide insights into shared genomic variants and shared environmental exposures that may be implicated in various diseases. Studying ancestry and familial relationships is both a pastime and a research area for professionals. Thus, it's not surprising that there are numerous tools to record and visualize genealogies Yet most of these tools focus on analyzing family structures for historical purposes, and only a few target clinical use of analyzing genealogies in the context of complex hereditary diseases. The further development of genetic testing within this field will allow scientists to not only explore how family lineage is connected with certain genetic conditions, but also discover how genealogy can determine environmental factors that trigger gene expression within certain population groups. Genealogical research and ancestry testing are popular recreational activities, but little is known about the impact of the use of these services on clients' biological and social families. Ancestry databases are being enriched with self reported data and data from DNA analysis, but also are being linked to other direct to consumer genetic testing and research databases. Informed consent is the process in which a healthcare provider educates a patient about the risks, benefits, and alternatives of a given procedure or intervention. This is also applicable to research studies as companies or organizations conducting such studies must inform the patient about all underlying information surrounding what they're getting into. As both family history data and DNA can provide information on more than just the individual, the question that arises is whether companies, as part of the consent process, were informing clients and through them clients' relatives of the potential implications of the use and linkage of the personal data. A research study performed by BMC Medical Ethics used content analysis to analyze publicly available consent and informational materials provided to potential clients of ancestry and direct-to-consumer genetic testing companies. This was used to determine what consent is required what risks associated with participation were highlighted, and whether the consent or notification of third parties was suggested or required. The results showed that traditional ancestry companies portrayed the greatest awareness of the implications for family members, while companies only asking for DNA focused solely on the client. While in some cases, Companies included text recommending clients inform their relatives, showing that they recognized the issues. Often it was located within lengthy terms and conditions, or privacy statements that may not be read by potential clients. As we discussed previously, the genetic information provided to genetic testing facilities for genealogy may also contribute to understanding what risks one has of attaining certain genetic conditions or diseases. Along with other information in this data pool that is collected, the information used for the susceptibility rate and risks of one attaining a disease or genetic condition can be used as discrimination in the workplace or in healthcare. Genetic discrimination is the use of genetic information to discriminate against or classify individuals in employment or health insurance settings. The Genetic Information Non-Discrimination Act, or GINA, was enacted in 2008. In the large part, the law was intended to allow patients to take advantage of genetic testing in clinical research settings without fearing this genetic discrimination. Consumers, patients, and research participants have consented to genetic testing with the expectation that the results cannot be used in employment or health insurance settings. Many argue that the use of genetic testing in this manner is unethical, as the accuracy of genetic testing has made great advancement exponentially in the past few years, which means that there's still uncertainties that surround the results of said testing, thus, within employment settings and health insurance settings, one cannot make a finite assumption of the genetic condition or disease an individual may have in the future. As more and more people are participating in genetic testing in genetic testing research studies, the awareness of genetic discrimination in employment and health insurance settings must be made aware as they permeate the existing disparities prevalent in society today. But alas, this concludes our case study discussion for today. If you have any interesting topics you would like me to discuss on the podcast, please contact me through my email, milogolding at I'll tune in with you next Sunday. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you all have a wonderful week until next time.